0: Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's open our Bibles to one word this morning, which I believe is going to set you free. Going to continue with my dad. I spoke it. Continue with with the last week. And I'm going to maybe end this week. Hallelujah. With this word. Amen. Hallelujah. And there are greater things waiting for you next week. So So the book of there is a small chapter called the epistle of Philemon or Philemon. Philemon. Philemon chapter 1 and the second verse. If you have never heard about it, it's not a name of a television. Praise God. Philemon, to chapter 1 and the second
1: verse. To the beloved Afia, Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church in your house. Amen. The church in your house. I want to highlight that,
0: underline that. One more word, Nehemiah chapter 4 and the 13th, 14th, and the 20th verse. Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 13, 14, and the 20th verse.
1: Therefore, I position men behind the lower parts of the wall, but the openings And I set the people according to their families with their swords, their spears and their bows and i looked and arose and said to the nobles to the leaders and to the rest of the people do not be afraid of them remember the lord great and awesome and fight for your brethren your sons your daughters your wives and your houses therefore whatever you hear wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet rally to us there our god will fight for us
0: amen fight for your houses for your wives for your brethren for your sons for your daughters for your houses Amen. The Lord is commanding us This season of our lives To fight for our houses To fight for our husbands To fight for our wives To fight for the city To fight for your parents To fight for the youth in the city For the fights To those who are wandered away from the Lord To those who are fight Who are distracted To those who are fight Who is under the power of Satan To fight All those who are damaged by the onslaught of the enemy, fight for them. And more importantly, it all starts with fighting for your own house. How many of you would say, I would fight for my family. I would fight for my parents. I would fight for the children. I would fight. Hallelujah. I will not allow one more day the devil have a say over their lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you say, Pastor, why should we fight? Or how should we fight first? We fight it in prayer. We fight it through worship. We fight it coming to church regularly. We fight it bringing each one of our loved ones to church. We pray Monday to Saturday for them. We fight it, but why should we fight like that? Some of you are fasting 21 days. For the last one and a half months, people in this church are fasting from February 1st onwards. There is somebody or the other, at least 15 people are fasting 21 days and without food, without anything healthy. Why? Because we are saying, we are fighting. We are fighting for the city. We are fighting for this generation. We are fighting against what the devil said he will do. We are fighting that what God said will come to pass. Mm. Come on, church, this morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why should we fight? Because verse 20 said, When you fight for your house and your wives and your sons and your daughters, God said, I will fight for you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you sit quietly this morning, God won't fight for your house. God won't fight for you. You should say, I have determined that this year, my family shall be saved. My family shall be delivered. I will do all the best thing that I can to bring a soul to Jesus. Oh, come on church this morning. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When we fight for a house, when we take a stand and said, I will make sure that Jesus will be the Lord over this house and the values of Jesus will enter into my life and into my house and the values of the world will shut out through my prayer and through my prayer and through my praise Come on, sir. We are living in a generation who have very less values in their life. And it is the outflow of that that pastor just said. That we come when we want, we leave when we want. It's an outflow of a perverse generation. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's a value system has changed. And it is time. The ideas of faithfulness in marriage is no longer there. Flirting is something people have to do to survive. Especially among the youth and young couples. There is no faithfulness. There is no love. People are always trying to make a score. If they have done this, I am waiting for my time to reciprocate for their wrongdoing. You will smile now, but when you get the time, you will slap them on their face. That's called waiting for to pay it. Royally. That is called rage. is the difference between anger and rage. Anger is when you are emotionally upset and you say something out of it. And you forget about it, you say sorry about it, and it's finished. But rage is not that, it's silent anger. Rage is while you are angry, you are showing a smiling face. Rage is when you That is rage while you are still upset about something, you are smiling, hugging, clapping but once you get that opportunity to put that person down you will silence them. But this morning we have victory over rage. We have victory. Rage is not an inheritance to God's children. Bible says do not be angry. Hallelujah. Beyond the sunset. Come on church this morning. If you go angry beyond the sunset, it becomes rage. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Family systems are dying. Values are dying. But we want people like Joshua who said, as for me and my family, we shall serve the living God. We need people who will say that. In United is one voice like Noah and his family said with one voice, eight of us are going to get into the ark with one voice. Come on, church, this morning. What are you saying with one voice? It's important. Even your pets will know when you are born again. Praise the Lord. Even your pets will know when you are born again. Ninde Adinum. Ma'adinum. Particuarium. Praise the Lord. Vishwasiya Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. In the New Testament, you will see in Acts 21, nine the house of Philip who had the Bible mentions four daughters who were virgins. Well, I like the Holy Spirit because he's trying to bring something. He did not say four daughters. He said four daughters who were virgins. Today, virginity is considered as outdated. I encourage you, my brother, my sister. I encourage you, the city. I encourage the church in the city. Hallelujah. That to keep your life holy unto God. I don't care about your past. I don't care about the weaknesses you have. I care about the heart's desire before God and say, Lord, I am too weak, Lord, to live without you. I am too weak, Lord, to do things without you. I am too weak, Lord. That without you, I will fall. We want Philip's kind of daughters and consecration in this house. And then the Bible says, Who are virgins, prophesied. It is the fruit and the gift working together. I pray 2018, the fruit and the gift. It's a year, but the fruit. balangalum, <laughs> hallelujah, Praise the Lord. Jividom, Testimony and power together. Not one apart from other. All the Malayali say, Sakshium Shakti. All the English people says, Testimony and power. Ah, praise God. Philip's house was dedicated unto God from father to daughters. See, we know whenever there's a head in the family, the wife is not mentioned because the wife does not need to shout, take the husband's place. The wife is not said anything about Philip's wife. He said four daughters. Says, why? Because biblically, Ecclesiastes chapter 2, 9 to 12 says, two is better than one. If your husband and wife are saved, two is better than one. Marriage is two saved people. God is saying two is better than one. It's a young couples. Praise God. You don't know this. So let me put it on the screen and make you read that words. Two. Ecclesiastes, brother. Am I wrong? Ecclesiastes two or four. Four, chapter nine to twelve. Four? Yeah. Yeah? Yes, yes,
1: two yes. are better than one yeah. because they have a good reward for their labor. Yeah. But if they fall, one will lift up his companion. Uh. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. Or how can one be warm alone? Though the one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Amen.
0: Even in the home or in the church, two can withstand Anything. If you are sitting next to a Paul, Silas, you will become free. Ah, oh, come on. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you are sitting next to a person who is worshiping, two is better than one. I saw, praise the Lord, people getting set free during worship. Hallelujah. Why? You know why? Because two is better than one. Hallelujah. In the context of marriage, it's saying two is better than one. Why? How many of hands you have? Lift your hands. If you don't have carrying the Bible anyway, lift your hands. Some use. Let me see it. Oh, praise God. Just imagine one mosquito comes on one of these hands. What does the other do? Scratch or oh, hit. Praise the Lord. Two is better than one. Why? Why does this hand help this hand? Are they because neighbors? Never. Neighbors are the most problematic people. Praise the Lord. Why do they help each other? Because they are related to the same head. Praise the Lord. They are related to the same head. Oh, come on, church, this morning. If you are related to the same head, whether in home or in church, you will help each other. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You function together. Hallelujah. Two is better than one. And the Bible says, because of that, a threefold code cannot be broken. Because you're related to the third person of Jesus. Oh, come on now, church. Come on now, church. Come on now, church, this morning. Come on now, church, this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. It's worth fighting for to keep your family happy. It's worth fighting for to see your wife smile. It's worth fighting for your children saved and born again and serving the living God. Hallelujah. It's worth fighting for. For Ecclesi- Exodus chapter 12 and verse 1, the promises Lamb was for a house. You have not experienced anything as yet. Or me have never experienced if we have not seen Jesus Christ becoming the Lord over the house. We have not even started walking in victory if we have not seen one of our family member not saved. It is time to fight for them. It is time to fight for their soul. It is fight to prefer what to fight, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, because there is no theology of Catholicism, of Jacobism, of Pentecostalism, of Hinduism, of any isms that will save them. There is only one name under heaven on earth which man can can be saved in the blood name of Jesus. It's worth fighting for. When you fight for it, God will fight for you. Acts 1:8 says, When the Spirit of God comes upon you, where will you become a witness? In your home, Jerusalem, in your home. Hallelujah. Are you having a testimony with your husband, with your wife? I don't know how great that you are saying that you are to your wife. I don't want to know. What is your wife saying without you telling that? That's what I wanted. I was praying a few years back for so many people in the church who are committed to the law. Not only is this church in him in Kajirapali, wherever I ministered, some of the issues that came to me for counseling, I was praying because I see people committed, faithful, submitted to the pastor, to the church. Everything that a pastor wants was there. And I said, Lord, why still? Your hand is not there. And God said, look at their family. Family is not correct. If family is not correct, church won't grow. Praise the Lord. If family is not correct, you cannot trust them in the ministry. If family is not correct, their ministry will become a joke later on all there in the Bible. Praise the Lord. I don't want any person's life here becoming a joke later. i am not spend my life to see you Life becoming a joke later. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you with me, church, this morning? It is worth fighting. Amen. Some of our marriages are like bottles. A good marriage should be empty bottle becoming full and overflowing. What has happened to our marriages, it was full, now it's become empty. Praise God. Or some of you are half half full, half empty. What does that mean? You take care of your life, I will take care of your life. Peace. That is not godly peace. That's why the rest, the empty space that is remaining, is filled by hatred, resentment, anger, enmity, hiding. Nothing is happening. No fresh romance, no fresh words, no fresh ministry together. And husband and wife comes together in love. Ministry automatically sprouts forth. Mm. I'm going to prove it to you. Marriage is first. Look at two people and say, marriage is first. What is our marriage? Our husband, our wife and our children. The problem with our marriage is, our marriage includes our friends. Our marriage includes our whiskey bottles. Our marriage includes our WhatsApps and Facebooks. No wonder it's not marriage. Come on church this morning. Don't Look at me that you are shocked. Praise God. That's why I took the photo before. We have to take a stand in the city where the morality is declining. I pray that the Petra church will stand strong. Okay. Hallelujah. With the Holy Spirit character of love, joy, peace, holiness. Hallelujah. And for fighting for our value system. Praise God. And raising up a generation that will serve the living God. Nehemiah stood against opposition and declared, and this is what I want to stand and declare, amidst opposition, that you have no portion or right in our homes. Nehemiah said to the adversaries, you have no right. Oh, come on, church. You have to say, pastor just said we have authority. You have to tell the devil on a daily basis. You have no authority. You have no power on my family life. Ende kudumbaji vivendin dekha dhikare mille pishashe. Hallelujah. Ende viktimera mai vivendin dhikare mille pishashe. Hallelujah. Nyanu ende pattavai tralivivendin dhikare mille pishashe. Ende makala vivendin dhikare mille pishashe. He said, "It is a God who will prosper us." Hallelujah. Young couples, young people who are going to get married, to Corinthians eight five says this comes. This comes when you are first committed to the Lord. Speaking to the Corinthians church, the Holy Spirit told through the apostle Paul: First, they gave themselves to the Lord, and then. They gave themselves to each other. In any relationship, in family, in church, in ministry, your relationship with the other person is determined, it's dependent upon how much committed you are to the Lord. If you have any looseness, In your commitment to God, your family, your church, your relationships, the devil will divide and conquer. Oh, come on church this morning. Hallelujah. The devil will divide and the devil will conquer. There are non-negotiables in our lives, our relationship with God. We take a stand even if it costs our life. I would rather give my life for Jesus that a truck or a plane crash take my life. I would rather give it to the one, hallelujah, who will take care of my life rather than denying him in front of people who can take my life anytime. I would rather be safe to the one who protects me and take a stand. Hallelujah. My brother, revival is when you go from this church and how many people are you telling them about Jesus? That's what revival is about. Not only through your words, through your life. When a person comes to the church, the ushering, hugging and smiling it's a sign of His revival. When you bring your car, somebody helping you and putting the car there is a sign of the helps that has been appointed. People who are coming before you, one and a half hours before praying for you is a sign of the revival in the ministers of gospel. People who are overnight praying for you without a wing of sleep, praying Rampakarathara is a sign of the revival. Because we as a church say we're going to fight for your life. Praise God. And what will you do? Yesterday I heard pastor saying, Don't be an Indian shovel, be an American shovel. India le America le What is the Indian shovel does? Take the shovel, take, take all everything I get. And go. Look at two people and say, Don't be a mom, Indian Mammaty. Praise God. Praise God. But what, what? What does American Shovel does? It's a big spoon. It's give, give, give. What can I give to this person? What can I give to this person? 2018, for once, let us forget our Indianness and be an American Shovel. Praise God why do we fight number two number one if you do it God will fight for you that's why your relationship with God your relationship with church your relationship with your spouse your relationship with your 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 pastor says non-negotiable non-negotiable you can not pay 30 pieces of silver and make me deny them no it's non-negotiable when you say like that hallelujah God says I will fight for you I will fight for you if not you will see God on the other side. Try it, my brother. Please don't ever try that. Have you ever seen WWF? They do some stunts and say, please never try this at home. Praise God. Never try. Standing against God. Standing against your spouse. Standing against the church of the living God. And standing against the servant of God. Right. Never try it anywhere. I will not be responsible for any damages or injury <laughs> number two why do we fight Hallelujah. victory by the blood of Jesus. hallelujah we give you praise. we give you glory Nehemiah 4 and the 14th of us says so
1: and I looked and arose and said to the nobles to the leaders and to the rest of the people do not be afraid of them remember the Lord great and awesome and fight for your brethren your sons your daughters that's enough
0: Nehemiah looked amidst the opposition and he said do not be afraid of them we fight because we have a promise that we don't need to be afraid of the perversity that's happening in our world. When we raise our kids, when we raise the church, we don't need to be afraid of the powers and principalities, authorities, because Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of God. He's the right hand man of God. Hallelujah! Anybody you hear the right hand man? He's a right hand man means he's a man of power. And Bible doesn't stop there. He said, We are seated with him in power above the principalities, above the sickness, above the perversity, above the onslaught, above anything what the devil can do. For we already know his schemes. Hallelujah. You don't have to worry about any Lucifer, any Jezebel, any Absalom, any wolf. Hallelujah. We are above. We have the promise, especially in this time and age where there is no sense, hallelujah, upon anyone. We contrary believe that God will raise our children. We don't need to be afraid. We don't know to be afraid. You know, sometimes I get scared. What will happen if my children are hearing a second voice contrary to what I am teaching them? The Holy Spirit told them, Chako, don't be afraid. Hallelujah. Before that word reaches their heart, my my hand will catch it and destroy it. Ah. We give you praise. Hallelujah. We have the promise that no weapon that is formed against the home that is built on a rock. Oh, come on. No weapon that is formed against the home that is built on a rock. It's your house built on the rock. Bible says, Nehemiah, rebuild the wall. Some of you looking at your life and say, Pastor, but look at my house. It's broken down. You can rebuild it again nehemiah out of scratch rebuilt it again hallelujah praise the lord he rebuilt those walls and the history says those walls are still standing if you go to jerusalem and look at the walls nehemiah built it is standing today hallelujah because there is a man who took a stand to fight and god said i will honor it for the eternity i will honor it for the generations to come hallelujah When you are on a relentless mind to take a stand, you will see a God whose eyes are watching you, neither slumbers nor sleeps, He said, thousand may fall at your sight and thousand at your right side near you. It shall not come. The eyes of the Lord arranges throughout the earth to see whose heart is loyal to him to strengthen him. Hallelujah. He said, even when you go through the valley of the shadow of death my eyes is with you. He said, call me in the day of trouble and I will deliver thee. He said, my God is the help in the present time of trouble. He is watching over his word to perform it. He is closely watching your life when you trust in Him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do not be afraid. Sometimes it is not He easy to hold the families together. It is not easy to raise up children in these times we are living. Everything that we see, it's against us. Hallelujah. But we believe that God can raise them up. We believe and we say we will not give up on what we see, but we put our trust on what we believe. God said I will fight for you a promise. Number three, why should we fight? Number three, why should we fight? Because the sole purpose of the devil destroying the homes is actually to destroy the church. That's why I'm coming to. Some of you say, Pastor, why are you preaching on homes? Because the soul destroy praise the Lord. Because you can't Destroy the church without destroying the home. The first institution before the nation, before the church was ever found out, was the nation before any time before the church came to existence the first institution was the nation the church was different races of people different people from different cultures there were people races of people and then they became a home but before they became a home it was races of people and before the races of people preceded only God so God races of people became a home and then a church? If you destroy home, there is no church. Oh, come on, church. The number one priority of the devil is not Petra church. <laughs> you got it wrong. How can it be? God has given the church in the hands of our pastor. And as long as this pastor is standing strong, praise God, none of you will be, ever be touched. <laughs> hmm. My pastor always told me something. He said, Jaco, never think about somebody can destroy the church. It'll never happen. Because God has given the church in the city into your hands. I've never bothered about it. What I'm bothered about is your home. Because if God, devil can destroy the homes, he can bring that destruction to church. Are you understanding this, my brother? Hallelujah. Which means the home is the priority of the devil. So I said, if home is the priority of the devil, so much so, every one of your home is the number one priority in this church. Praise the Lord. We must make sure that the home is built correctly on the rock of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We should tell the devil that we will not give up our house, hallelujah, into your hands. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Every day, Mike Madoc, the man of God, said, If you pray for your wife or your husband seven minutes in the morning, I said, No problem will be there in your house. That is American home, Indian home, I think 14 minutes. Risk. <laughs> But try it. Thank God. It is not Thanksgiving if you have not come here without thanking for your Deepti. It's not Thanksgiving if you come here without thanking for your Joseph. It is not Thanksgiving if you are not truly thankful for Abraham. If not even anything close to thankfulness. If you don't thank the baby that is being born in Deepti's womb. There is no Thanksgiving coming here and doing it if you don't thank for your family. Praise the Lord. The happiest times of our lives should be with our families. Oh, Amen. We got it wrong. The unhappy times has been with our families. Don't look me with a shock. It's about, it's about to change. It's about to change. It's about to change. We are not ignorant of his devices. It's a costly commitment, my brother. It's a costly commitment. Look at somebody and say family is a costly commitment a college professor at 60 at this peak in chicago decided to quit his job because his wife had alzheimer's the board of directors said it's a wrong decision because your wife doesn't even know your name and why are you wasting a career for the wife who has alzheimer's he looked at them and said she need not have to know my name the fact is i know her name praise the lord hallelujah she doesn't have to know my name she might never know who i am but the fact is i know who she is it's a costly commitment when you're committed to your family it's a costly commitment it's a commitment to life it's a commitment hallelujah only death can part it till that you need to be committed and when you are committed to your family god is saying i will fight for your battles come on church i will fight your finances every demon that is attacking your finances i will fight it every demon that is attacking your family i will fight it every demon that is attacking your body i will fight it oh come on every demon hallelujah number four why should i fight it's a responsibility it's not the responsibility of the school teacher to fight for your family or the friends to fight for the family not even The responsibility of the pastor To fight for your family It is your decision And it's your responsibility To fight for your family Noah built the ark. Eight was saved. But do you know Noah was the eighth one who got into the ark? Ah, it's a responsibility. Fathers, husbands, it's a responsibility that your family members first will get into the ark. Hundred years he preached. Not a one soul was saved, but that mattered. It was worth fighting for hundred years because what mattered was a family was saved. Oh, my brother, I sister, my heart flows into our family members who have not been saved. We need to fight for them be it hundred years let's make sure they are also in the ark Ah, they are also saved. They will also escape the judgment that is going to come on this earth. Come on, church! Help me see a, hear a loud "Amen" for that. Yeah. God so loved the world, He sent His only Son. What will you give up? Hallelujah! To see your world getting saved, it is Hallelujah responsibility. You know why? I sent some of you pastors' message he giving in Orlando. I, he said, "By the grace of God, a become failure." Had the privilege to baptize his wife, his wife's parents, his mother, his father, his brothers, their wives, their children, his uncles, his aunties, his own grandmother who was 92 years old when got baptized. He had the privilege and he said something which touched me. He said, it's because... My life in the pulpit and my life at home was the same. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My brother, my sister. Noah's life in the pulpit and Noah's life at home was the same. Hallelujah. You want to influence your family to be saved. Let's ask the Lord to fill us. To have a testimony at home and the pulpit in the church everywhere. It's the same. Ah. I'm not amused by the lack of amen. It's okay. That's why I said we should pray. I knelt down and said, Lord, I don't want two houses. I don't want two faces. I don't want two, this thing. Hallelujah. Because there was only one door and that door is Jesus. In the ark of Noah, there was only one door. Salvation is only through Jesus, the door. He said, I am the door. And you have to enter through that door. Even the animals enter through that door. You ask a bear, Why are you standing in the line? The bear will say, I am waiting for the door. Why are you entering that door, bear? Because in front of me is the goat. My usual nature would have been to eat that goat. But I don't know. I am feeling like hugging that goat. I understood that I have repented. I have understood my old nature has gone. New nature has come. I have understood if I have repented, I can also enter through that door. This is called the school of Noha. Praise it. Oh. Even people who have the bears nature can enter through it. But father and mother, it is a responsibility of the saved people to take a stand and fight for it. It's your responsibility. Joshua said, as for me and my family, Job had a job. Both the same w- w- words. Job had a job. Look at two people and say, Job had a job. What was his job? He built an altar of blood. Every morning, numbering according to the sons. Every morning, while they were feasting and uh, 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 doing uh, things, he was praying at the altar, taking Joseph, I applied the blood. Abraham, I applied the blood. And so on. He would name and name and keep applying the blood and praying for them his job was to fight for them so he would say that they will escape hallelujah the addiction they will escape the drugs they will escape the pornography they will escape the marriage failures they will escape it because there was father every day morning praying for his wife praying for his children oh come on church this morning And you know what I'm happy about? Even when things were tough, he's still worshipping and he's still praying. Some people say, Pastor, his 10 children died. They were died, but they were saved. Whatever Job lost, God gave twice. But God did not give twice as children because they were never lost. They were saved. Come on, church. Hallelujah. God gave the equal number of children to Job. Even after God restored, he gave 10 children. Because the first 10 children were saved, that's what matters. Is your children saved? Is our children saved? Is our family saved? Fight for it. Fight against the demon. Fight against the hell. Fight against the theology. Fight against the mammon. Money that is holding them captive whatever that is holding there might be times when you pray you will see the river of rebellion wrong lifestyle all passing through them but that's the time you said I will intercede I will fight I will trust in the blood I will not hold my tongue let the redeemed of the Lord say so hallelujah praise God speak hallelujah out loud your names before the altar of prayer bringing them under the blood of Jesus Christ and said let them be saved We won't want our TV, the gangsters, the Hollywood and the Bollywood raising our children up. We want the word of the living God to tell. Come on church. Come on church. I rebuke the spirit of Bollywood. I rebuke the spirit of Hollywood. I rebuke the spirit that flows from the TV in the name of Jesus. Go from the children of this church. Two kings, 10-1, you can go home and read. There was an evil king called Ahab and Jezebel. They had 70 children. Isn't it amazing? They had 70 children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, 70 of them. But the Bible says the enemy came and cut off all their heads. Praise the Lord. When they had time to save a generation, praise the Lord. They went against God. They did not pray. They did not prepare the heart to seek the Lord. Instead of that, they killed the prophets and the voices. Never silence me. Never kill my voice. But there is another, only other family in the Bible in 2 Samuel chapter 6, 11. You can read or 1 Chronicles 26, 4 to 8. There was another family called Obedidon who also had 62 children, 8 children. And through them, 62 grandchildren, great-grandchildren. Oh, 70 of them. Only two families in the Bible. 70 children, great-grandchildren. And the Bible said, all of them serve the Lord in the temple tabernacle praise the Lord all of them serve the Lord in the tabernacle you know why because 2 Samuel 6 says when David praised and sang to the Lord and he got upset with God he took the tabernacle which is the presence of God and put it in Obed-Edom's house for three months Obed-Edom worshiped the Lord for three months like somebody would worship for 300 years three months everything that he has God got blessed hallelujah Everything that he had, his children, grandchildren, great grandchildren, was worshipped by the sacrifices and worship he offered to God in three months. Come on, church, my brother, my sister. When you value the presence of God like Obedidon, your generations will get blessed. Hallelujah, open the door and call. They were sanity and cut to sushi in the vendor, Talamura, Mandu moon and Talamura, they were test to the two, they were three way to be in the Paganum, Cartavo Barino, Kudumbatele, Saba, Oriana. This morning, the Spirit of God is saying, The curses are running out of your family in Jesus' name. Who was Obedidom? He moved the Ark of the Covenant to his house. Oh, How many of you will say, I will take the presence from the church to my house? Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Praise the Lord. Obedidom exposed his family to the presence of God. I said, Lord, I don't want to expose my children first to estates and business and money. I would rather... See them exposed into the presence of God first, first. And I would rather them serving the Lord with nothing rather than serving the Lord with everything and no presence. I made a covenant with God yesterday At night. I said, I would rather, Lord, because when I go to my deathbed, I don't want the devil to torment me and say, What happened to your sons? Ah Come on, come on. Let me tell you, my brother. <laughs> From bloodline to breadline Oberdom's family serve the Lord Stay with your family Even sometimes you have to correct them They don't understand Correct your children Nobody will understand Because you know why? They have only one father And they have only one mother You correct them Use the Lord When needs to be Hallelujah used I use the rod when I want it. I don't care what people say. I use the rod. Because the Bible says, train the child and use the rod when they are young. When they are old, they will not depart from it. I use the rod. And they still love me because I, my love, my love flows through the rod. My love flows through the rod. Sometimes I correct you, church. You might not like me. I might be blunt. I might be rude. I'll do it. You know why? Because I have a conscience before God. To give. My vocabulary might be not the ones you like, but I'll use it. If you're part of this church, I will use it. I'll defend myself and God will defend me for correcting you. Let me tell you one thing. If you don't like to be corrected by Pastor Chaco, let this be the last day in this church because I have a God who I need to be giving an authority Bible says, every man of God will be judged strictly. Every teaching that I give, I will have to give an account. So many people preach today rubbish without knowing that they will have to give an account of the messages they preached to suit the people, to be people friendly. We want the Holy Spirit friendly. I say abortion is wrong. Praise the Lord. I say uncleanness is wrong. I say bribe is wrong. If you're destroying somebody by your money, it's wrong. I may mean, be crazy sometimes, you will feel it. But God said, if you fight for them, I will fight for you. Hallelujah. If I fight for you, if I correct you, God will be faithful to bring you into God's presence. Hallelujah. If I give my best as a pastor, if you give your best as a father and a mother to serve the Lord, there is something that God will get on your children. Ah oh, oh, you didn't get that. You didn't get that. You didn't get that. Praise the Lord. and And I end with what I spoke. Philippian Philemon 1, 2. Now you understood. What is that? He said, I write to you. To the church in the house I want to ask you Is there a church in your house? Praise the Lord. Is there a church in your house? Paul is writing a letter, not this time to the churches of Philippines and Corinthians and Thessalonians. He's saying, I am this time writing this letter to the church in the house. Oh, come on church. We want churches in the house, not somebody else's house. We want churches in our house. Do you have a church in your house? Is God present in your house? Can he move Without struggle in your house. When we honor God and provide a place for Him. He will move and fight the battles. There will be a church in the house. There will be victory in the house. There will be healing in the house. There will be restoration in the house. There will be power in the house. There will be glory in the house. When the enemy comes like a flood. The Spirit of the Lord will fight it. He comes from nowhere, multiple battles on job front, financial front. And the enemy always comes in multiple ways. But his strategy is to always divide you and rule you. But when you open the Bible, that addictions will go back the same way it came. It is driven back. It is said up to 15 years, we do what our parents tell us to do. Young couples, for 15 years, our children will do. We did what our parents told. Whatever our parents told us to do, we did. But after 15 years, they do what you have showed them to do. The church in your house should show how to live a Christian life. How to love. How to love in spite of hurt and betrayal. It's important that we have an impact on our children and children's children. Oh... My brother, I pray that God will anoint you to have a church in your house and will have an impact on your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. I pray that your eyes will be open. We just live for our 50, 60 years and go. There is a life, my brother. There is a legacy that you have to keep it here. There is a deposit that you have to leave. Your children, there is a, there is a baton that you have to leave. And I end with this. A famous attorney, a famous attorney in America had an alcohol problem. He was very successful in his job, but he had an addiction. On the way back, he would walk on the snowy streets from his house to the bar every day after his work. One day as he was standing in the bar, he would see his young six-year-old boy coming from very far off from his house through that snowy walk, through that snowy ground towards the bar. And this man thought how is it possible for a young six-year-old boy to follow me all the way to the bar then he looked carefully he understood that he slipped from his mother somehow and he got onto the ground and when he looked he saw the big footprints of his father so he followed that footprints his small legs fitted the big footprints of his father and started walking and walking and walking and walking and walking now the big footprints stopped at the bar and the young footprints it's also coming next to the bar what am i trying to say this morning parents fathers mother where is your big footprints leading the next generation Come on. Or to the church. After you leave this church, where is your footprints? When people in the world look at your footprints and if they follow it, would they reach to Jesus and His presence? The problem with this is, we always call them to the church, but they will never come because they follow our footprints not on the Sunday, but on the rest of the days. Come on, church. They don't have no, they don't want to know what you did on a Sunday. They want to know what we are doing on the rest of our days, as weak as we are. This father came back home Gave the child to the mother And cried to the Lord And said I'm sorry Lord My big footprints have led my child to the bar I will never ever walk into the bar again I want to give my footprints for my child To follow you for the rest of my life I want to tell you my brother If your children ask on a Sunday Daddy are we going to the church today It's a scary sign That you are leading your family wrong. Your children should never ask you, be it on a Sunday, that are we going to the church. It's the sure sign that your footprints is showing the wrong path. Hallelujah. The little boy put the little foot in the big steps of his father. Hallelujah. So this is what Paul wrote it. I am writing you to the church in your home church in your home how many of you will pray Lord I want a church in my home hallelujah I want a church in my home this is not another message this is that you should have a church in your home hallelujah to keep the depression away to keep the cancer away, to keep the devil away, to keep every bondage away, generational curse away. We want a church in our home. Come on church this morning. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Ramos Prioritizing our home this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God! we don't want our children hallelujah to see our pair of shoes and said oh daddy has led me in the wrong way we want a church in our home i wrote it down in my book i want my children after my death to take my shoes and look at my shoes and say my father followed jesus wholeheartedly praise god i wrote it in my book where are your big eyes looking? The little eyes will look. If you're looking into wrong things, your little eyes will look through their eyes. Do they see father and mother hugging each other? Or do they see a hard-hearted father and a stubborn mother looking at each other and barking at each other? The small eyes catches it and will do the same thing. The big heart, are you loving Jesus? The small heart will too love Jesus. The church in the house. Amen. Amen. Saba. Hallelujah. Let's close our eyes in prayer. Hallelujah. Let's fight Hallelujah for our children this morning.